We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Touch-free QR code payments. No seller fees until 2021. Not applicable to PayPal here transactions. Other fees may apply. Shop safe with PayPal. It's time! With Bruce Buffer. And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We are it's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China and back to the streets of Brooklyn, New York, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time, and this show today is going to be no different. Lots to talk about. We talk about film, TV, President Trump, things going on in the news, current events, sex, drugs, rock and roll. Basically, it is no... Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Whether you're a market seller... I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle pamperer... (laughs) piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Touch-free QR code payments. No seller fees until 2021. Not applicable to PayPal here transactions. Other fees may apply. Shop safe with PayPal. Polls barred radio, folks. I'm here with my co-host, TJ DeSantis. We have our special co-host coming on today a little bit called Sammy Phillips. We all know Sammy if you listen to the show. She is definitely unpredictable and exciting to listen to, no question. So, TJ, before Sammy comes on, I know she's getting some stuff together here. Um, We didn't have a show last week due to certain technical difficulties. We came off the London show, which was a very, very exciting show. It was nice to see uh, Gerard Butler come in and show up. Tom Tom Holland, rather, the new Spider-Man, was there, Octagon side, both huge fans of the UFC. Uh, Very exciting fight. The Manawa fight was just a a throw to the fences, Definite Pier 6 brawl, but just a very exciting night. Sold out at the O2 Arena, and now we're on to Brooklyn, New York. Big show coming up in two weeks. Obviously, Joanna uh, Janjacek, rematch against champion Nami Yunus. And then, of course, Habib Nurmagomedov uh, coming in. Um, what can you say? It's going to be a, quite a battle for the championship. Yeah, I was doing Invicta over the weekend. We have, uh, I guess, what we call a live read in the business 
uh, you uh-huh. do these, you do these in the in the octagon. You know this this main event sponsored by so and so, and I had to do a live read for the Brooklyn show. And on the fight pass prelims is, uh, oh man, I can't even say it. Magomed Sharapov. It's the hardest hardest name to say in the business, I swear. And, uh, you know, I love those hard names, though. I love those. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it caught me a little bit off guard when I saw it the first time. Well, you know what? Always exciting, excitement to look forward to. Um, another exciting thing that's happening, too, is in the UFC video game, they announced last week Dana White has been unlocked as a 205-pound light heavyweight fighter in the video game. As Dana says in the promotional uh, video that I saw, many of you have wanted to punch him in the face for years. Now's your chance. So um, we got Joe Rogan in the game, Dana White in the game. I wonder who's next to be in the game. Hmm, I wonder, TJ, but I just can't say. Uh, John Anik? Is that what you're Maybe, yeah, John Anik, right. right? John Anik, let's get a look at that six-pack on John Anik. You never know. I hear they're implants. I heard that, too. Yeah. I don't know what it is with some men today getting implants. It's disgusting to even think about that procedure. What can you say? But I know I've been declared, uh, rather, I've been accused of having that, too. But you know what? Good eating, lots of training, positive attitude, strong core equals what? Equals a four-and-a-half to six-pack, depending on the time of the month. For yours truly. That's all I can say. I just hope <laughs> they have enough pixels or whatever for Anik. For Anik. <laughs> for Anik. Right. Yeah, exactly. I sure would be like to be a fighter in the game. Who knows? Maybe sometime somebody will think about it. Do Next you want to be an effing fighter? Do you? I do. I oh. do. I have, but I want to be able to play with myself on the video game. Oh, that came out wrong. I didn't mean that the way it hey, sounded. Hey, what I'm saying. Hey, hey. Is Sammy here? I think Sammy might be here. Yeah, now she better be. <laughs> no, she's not here. She's not here. She's off uh, probably trying to get that video game now. Okay, uh, give her a call. She's ready. And uh, oh, I've, while we've... I've called her a few times, she hasn't answered. So okay, all right, we'll check on that too. She'll figure uh, it out. I just got a, I just got a new message. She's asking you to try again. I wouldn't let her answer. So please give her a call. It's ringing now. Either she'll be here, or she won't. Next story. What's going on? Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather applying for an MMA license. He wants six to eight months to train and walk into the octagon and made a statement. I am on a scale of one to ten, an eight out of ten in wrestling. What what are your thoughts on that one, TJ? I don't know. I think Sammy's uh, Sammy's finally here. So uh, real quick on the Mayweather tip because he asked me. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that was the first real hubbub about Conor McGregor. Remember when he applied for a boxer's license? Uh, and I believe it was granted. Uh, I mean, Floyd applying for a license. What does a licensure cost? I mean, 500 bucks? Is, is it even that much? I don't even know. Um it wouldn't be hard for him to get a license. I mean, he's he's gone through the rigmarole in the process to do so many times as a boxer. Uh, to do it as an MMA fighter, uh, it's really just a formality. Uh, I, I, you know, the the big thing that I pointed to on why Mayweather and McGregor I thought wasn't going to happen was because I thought an athletic commission wouldn't look at the disparity in experience and be able to prove uh, a match um, of that caliber uh, because Conor had never boxed before. Uh, obviously that happened. I, I still feel like anyone in their heart of hearts would look at the disparity of talent between Conor McGregor and the Octagon compared to Floyd Mayweather and what he would bring to the Octagon. And no doubt, Floyd could knock anybody out with those uh, four-ounce gloves. But with that said, I, I firmly 100% believe that what Conor McGregor would do to him on the floor is embarrassing and maybe should be prevented 
uh, if possible. But, I mean, just because he got a license doesn't mean that the fight will be approved, doesn't mean he's fighting a contract. What it means is he's getting people like you and I on podcasts and Twitter all over the world to talk about him and uh, mission accomplished. Right. And um, let me uh, welcome Sammy. Hi, Sammy. Hi, guys. Hi, Sammy. Welcome to the show. We started um, uh, right away. We're going to be right with you. And you can comment on the story on now, which basically is Floyd Mayweather applied for a mixed martial arts license to be able to fight in mixed martial arts, hopefully in the UFC at some time in the future. And that's what we're on the subject of right now. Now, the one thing you mentioned, TJ, um, they're also bringing up the fact that Tyron Woodley this week is going to start training Floyd Mayweather, which is an asset to him because there's three things Floyd needs. The ability to punch, which obviously we know that he could do probably better than anybody in the UFC in the sense of the sport of boxing. He also needs to learn how to sprawl. He needs to, needs to learn how to check a kick. If he doesn't have those two things, aside from any kind of wrestling ability or any kind of submission ability, he's done in the octagon. I think you'll agree with me on that, correct? Yeah, I mean, he needs to defend that takedown. That, I yes. Because that's what would happen. I don't think anybody, Connor or whomever he would fight besides that, would stand with him for prolonged periods of time. And what we've learned in mixed martial arts is if you don't have a ground game, it's not about how many... Uh, punches you can throw on your feet. It's about how many takedowns you can defend. And it only need, you know, they say there's only one punch. You only needs one punch. Well, more than that, you only need about a half a takedown. You don't even need a full takedown to get someone to do the wrong thing and then end up in a standing guillotine or something like that. And uh, I think Floyd's in trouble. Okay, well, I have done predictions on the show in the past that have come true, whether they're a football prediction or, or whether it's Chuck Liddell coming back to fight, which I did predict, and it looks like it's possibly going to happen, as we've discussed. In this case, I predict in the future, whether it's Floyd Mayweather or another fighter I believe that can survive in the octagon very strongly because he does have a background in wrestling and he loves UFC, is Triple G, Golovkin. I predict in the future, especially now with the recent situation with Canelo testing positive, and that fight is now in question if it's going to happen on May the 5th, um, the Canelo fight. Uh, with that being the case, how many big fights are left like there's Triple G and Canelo, that's a big fight. If that doesn't happen, what is the next big fight for either one? Ten months, twelve months from now, when they're allowed to fight again, if suspension is handed down in the Canelo situation. What I predict, though, is you're going to have a top-level fighter, as in Floyd Mayweather, as in Triple G, or somebody else, possibly even in the heavyweight division, eventually is going to make their way over that carries a huge following in boxing, which will in turn, whether it's Mayweather first or somebody else, create the highest uh, level of pay-per-view buys ever for a UFC when this happens. And they're going to be a special one-off fight, whether it's going to be for a championship. I think there'd be a lot of debate on that because they have not fought previously in MMA and coming in with a clean record of 0-0 zero and zero in the MMA field. But it'll be like a super fight, you know, an entertaining fight, a one-off fight on a night of great fights, possibly housing a championship UFC fight, which could create a tremendous amount of eyeballs on that pay-per-view. I predict in the next two years this is going to happen. I have no say on it. I don't, not the powers that be. I'm just making a visual, mental, gut feeling prediction. What do you think, TJ? Um, I mean, it's a bold prediction, but I, you know, I don't want to say that you predicted the demise of anybody. But I think you may have seen something uh, in the future for one John Jones many years ago. Uh, this is not as bold uh, of a prediction as you made in the past that have come true. So, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, uh, wherever the money is is where the, the fighters will go, and uh, that would definitely bring money. Yeah, and I think we'd all watch it, including Ms. Sammy Phillips. Sammy, okay. you would— I, you, I have a question. 
are you guys, how do you feel like boxers dipping into the MMA world? Does it like chap you? Does it um, excite you, irritate you? Is it like stay in your own lane kind of deal? If I may go first, TJ, I'll put it this way. Apples, excuse me, boxing and and mixed martial arts, or shall we say USC in this Mm -hmm. case of conversation, uh, is apples and oranges, two totally different fighting sports. If the fighter from boxing wants to come into the octagon or, like in Connor's case, wants to step into the squared circle, which we had our uh, $100 worth of entertainment for, so be it if they're qualified to go in and they're matched in a very entertaining fight because all many of the boxing aficionados who are not in turn also mixed martial arts fans love to see their boxers prevail and believe that boxers can beat anybody, right? As we all know, anybody can beat anybody in any given day in either sport, uh, more so in the octagon because it is a true sudden test of fighting skills. You can't carry somebody in the octagon, in my opinion, like you can in a boxing ring. Um, With that being the case... Uh, I think everybody's going to be entertained, and if it's done and built properly, then there should be no issue. Okay, so you're saying it's like Godzilla versus Mothra. Uh, well, I, you know, if it's heavyweights, maybe I'm just kidding, but you never, you never know. You never know it's how it's going to work out. Animals fighting together, so I think that's cool. In your prediction, I think Pretty Boy Floyd, correct? Isn't that his nickname? Yes. Floyd Mayweather. And he makes it rain with all of his dollar-dollar bills in strip clubs and whatnot. I love this guy. I would love for him to win, but the other man would be the Conor McGregor dude. Is that who he's fighting? No, there's no guarantee of who he's fighting. Floyd Mayweather could fight somebody that's maybe a a lower-level fighter in the octagon. That'd be a true test for him coming in his first fight, like CM Punk. Something that's very entertaining where both people have a large fan base following. Gotcha. Um, my money's on uh, Pretty Boy. Okay. Well, that's right there. That's where the relevance of the possibility of this future bout happening inside the octagon comes in. Because here we have Sammy Phillips, who loves the UFC, is not a big aficionado of mixed martial arts. I'm not putting you down by saying that, Sammy. And yet, you, I know you're a big fan of boxing. So immediately, the question comes up. Who's going to win? You go Floyd, meaning you'd want to watch. I think that's pretty much the attitude of everybody. You just... You just made the argument. Hey, real quick, yeah. when you say it's apples and oranges, it's almost like cranberries and apples. Why? Because <laughs> okay, apples and oranges, that doesn't make a very good juice together. But cranberries and apples, the cran apple, if you will, that's a pretty good juice. So No, but you're saying one is much larger and the other one's like little teeny dingleberries. It's all about that's, it's all about size with you, isn't it, Sammy? Jesus. Every well, single that's, time. I'm just saying you cannot compare apples and cranberries. One is big, one is small. At least apples and oranges gives you more of a uh, of an ability to be equal. When you when, when you put them in the juicer, it doesn't matter how big they are. Okay, that's all I'm saying. And when I you put them behind one of Conor McGregor's punches, it doesn't matter how big it is either. You're going down. I have to just say, for the hard candy movie uh, people that have ever seen that, I'm just gonna say hard candy. That's it. Hard, hard candy. Getting off to another subject. With that young actress, uh, yep. what's her name? Yeah, was one yep. of the most disturbing, scary, disturbing and scary films out there involving the. Uh, you the don't cruelty. want your dingleberries uh, yeah. being juiced or mixed or nothing. That all I can say is for those who want to watch it, it's uh, it's a very scary, very strong film, and it will leave you with your jaw hanging down at the end of the movie. That's all I'm going to tell you. Hard candy. 
Definitely a film scene. Speaking of hard candy, let's talk about Stormy Daniels and everything going on. Right now. (laughs) What kind of a segue is that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just getting over to another subject. Okay. Stormy Daniels, as we. She's candy. I get it. I get it. (laughs) You get it. So now, uh, eye candy, hard candy, whatever. So now, President Trump has been not accused. It's just come out. This is not like. Some, a crime has been committed or anything, something that was brought out on the 60 Minutes interview with Stormy Daniels, the adult film star who had a affair, as she says, and is denied by President Trump uh, some, you know, many years ago, back in 2006, and my dates could be off. Anyway, she was just interviewed by Anderson um, Cooper, Cooper on 60 Minutes, right? And 60 Minutes normally gets 10 million viewers a night. Okay, it's one of the highest watched, the highest watched uh, news program in period of any news program. Okay, Stormy Daniels' interview, which covered normally a three story, Stormy Daniels covered the length of two stories with one additional story, which is a wonderful story that I was amazed at on Giannis uh, Antetokounmpo, uh, the NBA player for the Milwaukee Bucks. That's another thing we're going to cover later. I was blown that this guy will get me interested in basketball again. That's all I'm going to say, and I'll get back to it. Um, did twenty one point the Greek guy? Uh, yeah, the Greek, the the uh, the black Greek uh, gentleman. He's amazing, Sammy. And I he's, know he's I so know. humble. He's so humble. It's like watching uh, Brian Ortega from the UFC take the mic. It's such a pleasure to see a class act in the NBA taking this and caring about everybody around him with himself second, and all he wants to do is be the best. And okay, wait, we- really, really quick, just let me add. He lives in a two bedroom apartment with his mother and his girlfriends. And he makes 20, and, and his brother, 20, and his brother. Yes. And yeah. He, but he, yeah. but he comes, I'm sorry. I'm still, see, that's so exciting about this kid. I, this is, this is what gets me going. He let's, let's talk about it before we go into stormy Daniels. Okay. This is actually to me a much better thing to talk about. Um, a role model currently and in the making to be better than ever long before he was a hundred million dollar NBA star. Okay. He made, tw- he's making 20 million this year. That's not counting his endorsements of which he is now going to have his own shoe too. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was just another kid peddling goods on the streets of Athens to help put food on the table. And as you said, live with his family uh, back then. They- an outsider because he was black, not to say because he was black, but he was different. He was considered an outsider in his country, in his exactly. looks. Exactly. And they used to live three to a bed, his, his brother and sister and him. Um he knows what it's like to be tight. As you said, he's a multi, multi, multi millionaire living in a two bedroom apartment. They asked him about when he had one of his biggest games. What does he do? You know what he does? He goes, I'm not into party. This is not his words, my words. In so many words, he says, I'm not into partying. I just want to get back into training. I want to yep. be the best I can be. I'm not there yet. I'm learning. This kid has an incredible, refreshing attitude. And I'll tell you why it's refreshing. And we'll get to Stormy Daniels again. Along with Giannis Antetokounmpo, if I'm saying his name correctly or incorrectly, I apologize, but I'm just I'm so taken with this young superstar. He's gone from selling glasses, watches, CDs, DVDs. He claims he was the best salesman ever. I can see it. I know salesman. It's in his personality. He says, I didn't give up, and I was cute, too, because I was young. <laughs> That's cute, cute, one from the set, right? <laughs> now, you get, now you get to the a-holes of the professional sports world, and I'm sorry. I'm very upset at reading some of this stuff. Michael Bennett is now in jail or he's been arrested because during the Super Bowl, right, he ran out to uh, congratulate 
uh, one of the other players on the Patriots team. He ran out from observing, ran through the tunnel, ran out. In this process, however it came down, he pushed an elderly paraplegic woman, injuring her shoulder, according to the police in Texas. He yelled yelled out verbal words before it happened. Y'all must know who I am. I could own this MFR, right, before pushing the elderly paraplegic woman to get onto the field. There is no excuse for this. He has been indicted by a grand jury. He has had other issues in the past due to anger, whatever it is, on and off the field. He has been charged with injuring an elderly person. This shite is horrible to even read. It's a felony, and he faces up to 10 years in prison. That's where he's at right now. Mm-hmm. Now, now, uh, TJ, you know Albert Bell, the Major League Baseball player, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, I think he got busted for having a corked bat even. Well, he got he just got busted for exposing himself to oh. minors. He, he, he got busted for exposing himself to – this is one of the biggest baseball players ever – to exposing himself to two minors and two adults before getting arrested on Saturday in Arizona. He was He's 51. He was arrested after police got a call around 9.20 p.m. reporting a man had exposed himself to a group of people at the Phoenix Rising Soccer Club Stadium where the game was being played. It's unclear if it happened inside or outside the stadium, but what? Seriously, what? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, how the mighty have fallen, I guess. Yeah, that's the only way to put it. So we'll see how these things come out. A couple other quick stories, because I'm going to go through the quick stories, and then we're going to end with the Stormy Daniels situation. Um, United Airlines, you know, they had the situation with the uh, the animal, the, 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 the beautiful 10, um, 10-month-old terrier that, that died when it was put up in the overhead compartment and suffocated or however, you know, the final demise was caused by, which was horrific. The very next week, United Airlines, which has the most incidents involving animals of anybody out of all the other airlines, had a flight diverted, right? They're only in a scrutiny for the dying dog. But they had a flight diverted on a dog that was accidentally sent to Japan, right? I'm following. Yeah, instead of like uh, it was the pet was due to fly from New Jersey to Akron, Ohio, and wound up going to Japan. Hello. Oh, man. A beautiful, beautiful German Shepherd. God, it's just poor puppy. Oh, by the way, you know what they did? Full grown, 10 year old German Shepherd, TJ, full grown. Wait, do you know what they did, guys? They sent the dog home from Japan on a chartered jet alone as the only passenger uh, in his own first-class cabin. Well, that is a very cool move and also a PR move. Of course. And it's because United's got to make themselves look good. What can you say? Okay, next up. But then whose dollars paid for that dog? To come I, home on a, you know, a charter jet. Have to be united, Sammy. Otherwise, somebody's going to be very upset. Yes, of course. So now let's go to one last dog story. I know how much I'm an oh, animal lover. Sammy, I know you are too. Oh, you'll like this one though. Okay. Stanley, Stanley, you know, the great Stanley. Yes. He's created all the comic books. He needed a real life superhero to return. Now remember, Stan Lee is, a, is an elderly gentleman. I think he's in the area of like 85 years old, give or take. Um, doesn't matter how old, our animals are like our children. He needed a real-life superhero to find and return his dog, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so his dog disappeared. He put out signs. Guess who found his dog and returned his dog? Jim Brown, the uh, the NFL player. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, he and his wife found his dog. Then they noticed that the leaf was they were taking care of the dog. They found it a few years after whatever, and he showed up at Stan Lee's door. Jim Brown and his wife returned his dog. I find that kind of cool. It's cute, huh? 
That's I, very cute. Yeah, very cute. So, you know, the great Stan Lee is now back with his loving dog. That makes me very happy. Um, there's a Chinese space lab about to fall to Earth, guys. I don't know if you heard about this. They claim that debris is not going to affect anybody, but it's an eight and a half ton Chinese space lab, which doesn't say very much for the Chinese uh, ambitious space program, but it ceased functioning on March 16th back in 2016. Now they say it's going to fall down onto the Earth. So um, they, they predict and stress space experts there's no danger to humans. Well, no, here's what they say. This is what I love. Get this line. Space experts stress the potential danger to humans is tiny. <laughs> it's tiny. Oh, tiny. We got an eight. Yeah, tiny. We got an eight and a half ton uh, vehicle coming down to Earth. Estimated that an injury to a human is less than one trillion. I don't believe that for a friggin' second. I just think again, it's to cover up whatever. God forbid anybody gets hurt. Let's just hope that's not the case. But what does this mean now? Do you know how much debris and and space, this that and the other, are floating around the the planet Earth up there? If one's going to come down, is this something we got to expect in the future? Where are the others going to go? You see yeah, what I'm saying? I mean, I hear you. Uh, I mean, is, isn't there a way to, like, send it off, like, Pluto's way? <laughs> I, I have no idea. But something is going to be sent off Pluto's way uh, because parents and even professional ball players are getting addicted. TJ, your son, is he playing this game called Fortnite, this no, video game? No, his dad is. This Oh, there we go. Now, what? this is an adult. My boys are into this. They watch the videos of people playing it, how to play. Uh, Sammy is called Fortnite. It's okay. kind of a, a drum-down version of Call of Duty where the kids are playing, the adults are playing. Even they've had an article about how NBA players are addicted to this game. This is the most addicting video game in my life's history of being a game player and seeing the effect the games have had ever since the first games of, you know, Pong and all the others, this game has a more effect on humans, young and old, than any game I've ever witnessed in my lifetime. TJ, why? What is the deal with this game? So I actually I fibbed a little bit. I don't play Fortnite. I play its uh, counterpart called uh, Player Unknown's Battleground, which uh, okay. it's, it's the same concept. Uh, you and ninety nine other players uh, skydive to Earth, uh, and and you race for guns and cars, and then you just try to kill each other and the last man standing wins it's fun it kills some time that sounds weird i mean well it's a video game so it's of course it's weird okay, I mean, it's it's a it's, it's weird to think about mario as this plumber that eats mushrooms and jumps down tubes and kills goombas that's weird now, that's, that's a video totally game normal. that is normal okay that that does not inspire people it's like it's like hunger games it's like yeah a few, yeah like, like, I'll, like kill each other the last man stand. it's like you know what it is you know what it is you know what it is it's an escape from reality uh yeah it's that and it's also what's that book with little piggy with the glass lord of the flies it's lord of the flies sure yep yeah but i mean like you say it doesn't it, like like mario doesn't inspire people to do things i don't think these games inspire people to do anything either um at this point we have killing and violence and nearly every single art form that has ever been created so you can say that video games like this inspire people about as much as rambo inspires people to kill people hey i have a question so these like violent video games are so popular with like the under 18 set right why can't we just have video games of people effing like effing doggy style cowboy reverse cowboy mm. like 
hanging from the ceiling upside down, scoop and spoon. And I think it's called. On our heads. Yeah. Why can't, they, why can't they compete in effing like, you know, championship categories? And they challenges? do. They do. Those games what, exist. What is, what is, Video games. There, there are, there are, there are games out there. Yeah. I don't play them. I have not seen them, but have I know you, have, you, have read that they are. Have you ever heard of Grand Theft Auto? I mean, come on. Oh, now. Do they bang in that? Yeah, hot coffee. No, they don't. They no. don't. They don't. They Absolutely, don't bang. they do. Hot coffee. They do. Yeah. Yes, they hot, do. Really? Okay. Yes. Rewards for banging. I wanted. I want a game where you get rewards for challenges and banging, just like you get in violence and killing. You know. Well, yeah. first off, I mean. I don't. I don't think you really get rewarded for killing anybody in Fortnite. You just win yeah. the game. Um, what do you with, got? Well, with again, you don't get anything. You just win the game. Maybe you get like experience points or something. I don't. I don't really know. I, well, I, that's the thing, for, for, for me, video games. I I I don't really play for rewards. I play to break out of reality for five minutes. Um, the other thing why that don't I was. You go, oh man, Sammy! Just wow. let me get to my original point because I don't even remember what it was at this point. Uh. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. No, hang on. Grand Theft Auto? I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter anymore. Go no, work some flowers. <laughs> Sammy, what you're talking about is a very adult game. You know, I don't know how... how first off, it costs... Okay, what so- would you think of Rupert um, and the other little one started playing these games? His name's which, Henry. Wait, which game? Henry, Play, yes. Playing Fortnite? Yeah. They play it every day. Really? They're every day. And then when they're not playing the game, when they have screen time, because they're limited on screen time, which is proper parenting at this stage of their lives, they watch videos of bloggers, video bloggers, who show how to play the game. And there's guys that do this video, I don't know what the proper term is, blogging, whatever the term is, that have over 10 million followers making tons of money because people are watching them and their instructions how to play a game like Fortnite. It is a whole wild, wild west of new activity on the Internet, as we discuss all the time on It's Time Radio. This is just another example of technology taking over people's lives. And it does teach them um, theory. It teaches them how to plan things. They're communicating. Yeah, there are benefits to it, but <laughs> but but it is taking over. It is taking over kids' lives. And if you had an adult game like you're talking about, Sammy, I don't care if you put 21 and older on the game. The kids are still going to play it. We had... We had a guest on the show from the adult film industry, Lisa, a couple weeks ago. And one of the subjects was the uh, situation happening with young children, like 12 and above, who are getting addicted to porn because of these phishing pop-ups that come up when they're playing their video games that are a porn site that they immediately go into. And suddenly they can't, you know, the curiosity, which killed the cat, they're constantly going through all the pages. And then it has actually created an addiction amongst young children who have not even experienced sexual activity yet. So a lot to be careful about out here. You know, a lot to be careful about. And parents, you do need to watch your children, see what they're playing. I mean, that's what being a parent is all about. Am I wrong, TJ? You're a parent. Yeah, no, I mean, you have to monitor everything. Um, You have to make decisions based on your children and uh, what you feel they can and can't handle. And I think some kids can't handle it. Other kids can't. And uh, you make the right uh, choices for them. Exactly. Now, moving on from that, uh, the Who, a group that all of us, you know, who? most of us, Who, Who, who's on second? Uh, the Who's frontman, Roger Daltrey, who is still performing, he is deaf now. He has to read lips. Yep, he's deaf. He's very, very deaf from the loud music played at either his band shows or other gigs over the years. He uses in-ear monitors and is lip reading now, but he's still performing, and he's performing oh solo God. in Vegas. Yep, well, he's if, deaf. if he's deaf, using in-ear monitors... 
and singing implies to me that he's not actually deaf. Well, he's legally deaf. It doesn't mean he can't still hear, but he's legally deaf. Is let's put it that way. It's he says he's very. Dis- it's possible I I'm legally deaf. I I just had my ears checked, and the high pitched noises I've got about a thirty percent drop from all the years of being around high level places. I can hear fine, but you know what? you got to be careful. What'd you say? <laughs> huh? I now, aside from the IFB aware of my right ear, I'm going to start wearing a uh, plug like when I was performing with um, Steve Aoki when we were testing our It's Time song at Hakkasan the other week. Uh, the first thing they handed me was earplugs walking out there. You got, you know, if you're in that kind of environment, you got to protect yourself. You can still hear. You just got to yeah. protect yourself. I, uh, I mean, no one does this because it looks weird and no one does it. So no one starts doing it. But I, I, I might start. I, I, I think I want to wear two IFBs, which, again, is not often. But you Singer, get, singers, singers do it all the time. Yeah, singers do it, but I don't sing. I just I, I have a real hard problem with uh, auditory symmetry. And when you only hear uh, someone coming out of the left side of your head, which is where I wear my IFP, uh, it really bothers me. And people say, oh, like, oh, you just talk on the phone. I never talk on the phone like normal people. Like, I don't hold a receiver up to my ear ever. It's either in the car on Bluetooth or, like, I've got my headphones on and I'm using that. Like, I, 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 one ear at a time just seems so archaic at this point. You can get a double, just get the double IFB and see how it works out, or put a earplug in the ear that doesn't have an IFB, but that might defeat the purpose you're trying to do. But try it out. Let me know how that works, because I'm definitely going to be taking precautions and safety. I don't want to you know, go through anything uh, in later years. And I encourage everybody, especially young people out there that do go to a lot of concerts, that do enjoy loud music, whether it's on your headsets or whatever, trust me when I tell you, everything you do then is going to come up later on. So be careful. You know, Keep those ears forever. Now, let's move on here. Um... Okay, one last thing before we get into the stormy conversation, uh, which is that Black Panther now is the highest-grossing superhero film of all time. What a phenomenon that has taken off to be. I've yet to see it, so I can't comment, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. Now let's talk about – did you see it, Sammy? Yeah. You like it? Um, What I like about it is that it is a movie – that is predominantly filled with um, black actors and it's a very strong positive message. And I, and it's like the first black superhero. Like I, I dig all of the messaging as a movie. I thought it was okay. Okay. Um, I didn't think it was the greatest movie in the whole wide world, but I really dig what the movie is standing for. Sounds good. That's what a lot of people are saying. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. With that being said, let's go into Stormy Daniels. Uh, people that are in the news. You pick up the news. You look at the news. You read CNN one day a week. You're going to hear about the affair between the the alleged affair between Stormy Daniels and uh, President Trump before he was president. Okay. The Stormy Daniels interview grew the highest ratings in 60 minutes history from a normal of 10 million viewing to a high point of 22.1 million viewers tuned in to hear what she had to say. Now, I personally watching it found it interesting, but I didn't really hear anything that I hadn't already read brought out. But the one thing I'm going to say on Stormy Daniels behalf, did you watch it, uh, Sammy? Did you see it? I watched bits and pieces of it. Okay. The one thing that on her behalf that she made clear that I was happy that she did with the Me Too movement and all the needed things that are happening as a result of that, you know, with the Weinstein situation, other people that have been brought up on alleged charges and such as that, um, 
if men do something wrong in the respect and treatment of women, then they deserve whatever they are supposed to receive. In this case, Stormy Daniels made a very key point. This has nothing to do with the Me Too movement. It does yeah. not have anything to do yeah. with with. Let me finish, Sammy. It does not have it for our listeners. I'm not sure. It has nothing to do with sexual harassment or the things that we have read. What it has to do with is the fact that her name is being drawn through the mud a little bit, shall we say, or through the news, and she wants to be able to speak her piece. She said, yes, she did have an affair with him, but it was they only had. They only slept together that first night, which he describes in, in somewhat detail during this interview. They met on other occasions when he was saying, you'd be great on The Apprentice. I'm talking to him. It might happen. She admits that was probably his way of coming on to her and staying relevant with her. But they only had sex that first night, and then they were in contact after that. Where the problem comes in is on the agreement that she signed, which he's trying to get taken away, wants to get back the $130,000 she was paid by the attorney, Michael Cohen. Um, so, so that she can go out and speak. And, of course, it might not have been her motivation in the beginning, which is money, but it's certainly, in my opinion, a large motivation for her now because she is having tons of money thrown at her for interviews and everything else. God knows how much she got for the 60 Minutes interview. Okay, wait, stop. I have to stop you there. I have to stop you there. Sorry. She got zero money for 60 Minutes. They didn't even pay her airfare there, nor her hotel, nor even a breakfast. Okay, They'd- I, I- Zero. You're, you're, you got that. I missed one of my notes here. You're right. But you know what that tells me, Sammy? This is all. And I'm not saying she's doing anything wrong. Yeah. She I'm needs like, to do it, that the way she's doing motivation. it. She needs to do that the way she's doing it because her big paydays are right around the corner. Not only from the fact that she's probably got more views on the sites that show her past porno uh, performances. Yeah, but she doesn't that, make any money off of that. Okay, so where's her money? Where's her money coming from? Where, where okay, is she? Where, right now. Wait, but let me let me ask let me ask the question so that our listeners understand the question and your answer. Where is Stormy Dan? Not that I don't know. I'm just asking you. You know better than anybody. Where is Stormy Daniels making her money now? Or is the real money going to come after this storm blows over and she gets the freedom to go out there and talk? I know it's in her performances in the in the dance clubs. So you take it from there. How is she monetizing this? That's it. At all? You How literally you nailed it on the head. And I'm no expert on Stormy Daniels. I will say, and I hope I can say, um, working for Penthouse, we have a huge cover story and feature article on her coming out next month. With things that she hasn't even talked about on 60 Minutes. So that could be an issue that people might want to buy to find out further things that are going on with her. I can tell you that her the only benefit she claims within the 60 Minutes interview, I believe, that she's really received from all of this is through her dance gigs. She gets a little bit more money now for personal appearances and her dance gigs, but that is literally the extent of her benefit. She didn't get anything for 60 minutes. Um, And I know, I just know that money is not her motivation. I think her motivation is just saying her side of what happened. You know, it kind of sucks when other people do the talking for you. And she has no issue, I think, standing up for the things that happened with her to her that she initiated, that she was a part of. But she also wants to be able to say it from her mouth, what happened to her. Um, I do believe that she was threatened. um, And I do believe that she was um, led into signing an agreement originally, you know, because they were saying, you know, you signed a thing stating that you that 
whatever it was, you didn't have, this was not hush money and blah, 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 blah. I believe that she was directed into signing that at the time and that, you know, she didn't have the the best people advising her potentially. And she signed whatever she signed. Again, I'm not close to her. Uh, I've met her a couple of times, but I don't think that she is this big, awful person that people are making her out to be. Same with Karen McDougal. I think these are two women that had um, uh, instances with Donald Trump prior to him becoming president. And I think where the issue arises is is in these payments to both these women, $130,000, $150,000. Was that what uh, uh, McDougal? She got one fifty. Yeah, and okay, so- her her issue is different because her attorney had her do a deal with the parent company of the National Enquirer. They bought her story to bury it, and in return, they offered her columns in their various publications and all these like writing gigs. Karen McDougal, because she was a fitness model, um, covers stories articles and to what I watched, I pretty much watched her um, interview with Anderson Cooper on CNN because hers aired before Stormy's. And she said that none of the things that she was promised were given to her. So now she's recanting, you know, not recanting, but she's going back on whatever her deal was because her deal was never fulfilled. And in her mind, I believe I'm not speaking for her because I don't know her either um, that, you know, I don't know her at all. Um, her deal was never honored from the parent company. So she, I, and I don't believe she ever got the money. There was some kind of something there. So I believe she feels that she can speak. Okay. Yeah. All right. So a couple of things to that. Now the threat that you said that Stormy Daniels received, uh, for those listening, what that was is that she claims that back in the early days, uh, not now, this is going back years ago that a guy walked up on her when she was going to a fitness class. He was with her daughter, and he said basically, just quote, leave Trump alone, forget the story. Then he leaned around and looked at her daughter and said, that's a beautiful little girl. It'd be a shame if something happened to her mom. And then he was gone. That's the statement she made, like right out of a movie. Now, the other thing that came out of this interview that I, I saw that I didn't think about is now the investigation, and I forget who the gentleman is, that are looking into the situation where the way the 130000 was paid to Stormy Daniels 11 days before the election, a very opportune time, the hush money that was paid, can fall under the fact of a campaign contribution right, that was used for that. That's where the legalities are, right there. That, this is where the legality comes in, and this could actually, if taken to another level can blow up in president Trump's face. Um, this is, there was a situation years ago, a politician got in trouble for this. Um, so these are the things that are coming out of this. As far as everybody looking at stormy Daniels saying, Oh, well, she's a adult film star. She's out for the money. You pointed out the fact there has really been no money beyond her personal work efforts and the clubs that she dances in up to this point. If she was really that opportunistic, she would be doing huge high-profile interviews for massive amounts of money. And, she, to my, and to my knowledge, she has not done that at she, all. She has not because she's still in danger until the legal fog settles about the fact that she violates one thing regarding— well, already saying that she violated supposedly 20 things. Correct. Of that, 
That's right. my that's my point. So until until her attorney Michael Levenati, who I find very sharp, okay, this is a sharp attorney uh, going after Michael Cohen, Trump's attorneys, and and all the things on the Trump uh, side of the coin. He's very sharp. There's money to be made here. They're going to let the dust settle. It's a very properly planned thing. Stormy might not be making money now, but she, believe me, the book, multi-millions. The good interviews, multi-millions. Good, good for her. If that's what, the way she's working. What? Good for I, Karen McDougal. God bless. And you know what? I do not like, I have to point this out, not to bring up something whatever, but there, people were very rude with both of those interviews making comments about how one woman was perceived as better looking than the other woman. Like, I don't know if you've heard any of that backlash. Yeah. It's like typical forum talk on the internet. I know it's, it's all happens. No, it's ridiculous. And guys are like, Oh yeah. Karen McDougal. She's hot, man. I'd still do her. And then it's like stormy. Ooh, she's seen better days. You know what? That is all rude. And that is all, Meant is a distraction Welcome to, to discredit someone's story because you perceive them as unattractive or not looking as good as they used to. Are you kidding me? Welcome, like, welcome <sighs> to the internet. Welcome to the opinions of people that sit behind keyboards or well stand in front of keyboards. It's just the way life is. But I will say one thing again. When you look at Stormy Daniels on the 60 Minutes interview, a woman who could definitely dress herself up to the nines and look as as good as anybody could look if she wanted to play the role high. Here's an interview that she knows is going to be seen by more people than have ever seen or heard about her in her life. And in my opinion, she attractively dressed down for the interview. Yes, she looks makeup and clothes. Yeah. Very natural. And yes. Yeah. She didn't play it up. You know, a lot of, you know, a lot of people. We're going to have, we're going to have to wind up in a few minutes. So let's, let's keep it quick. You know, a lot of people like to um, talk shit about situations they don't know anything about. And I just think that she's, you know, she's got a lot of balls to stand up for herself in this situation. And I really admire her chutzpah and I wish her only the best in everything that she's trying to do. And I don't see anything wrong with her coming forward. I can't, I I have to agree with you. I don't see anything wrong with it either. There are many more important things happening in the world that deserve the attention, uh, much more attention than they're getting compared to the attention this story is getting. But that's just the way life is. We know these kind of stories sell media and sell soap better than ever. Now, a note you're going to probably throw up on this one, Sammy. Mm. CNN poll, Trump has the highest approval rating ever in the last 11 months. He's going back up. He's going back up. No. CNN poll, 42% now approve of Trump, his highest rating in 11 months. No, I'm just telling you now, no. Sammy, have you watched our cartoon president? Have you watched no, that? I haven't, but I, what is wrong hearing, with you? No, I keep hearing it's so fantastic. You've got, you of all people have to watch it. I'd love to have but you why? on. We'll talk I get about to it. Watch the real cartoon president on a daily basis, make an asshole out of himself. Why would I ever want to watch a fake version of a fake president? Um, watch it. And that question will be answered. Okay. How's that? Okay, good. Okay. You never, should never talk about something unless you know about something. No, so, I know. I know it probably pokes fun at it all, but I already watch that shit show on a daily basis. I'm with you. And you know what? It's kind of horrific and tragic at the same time that a cartoon has to be running weekly animated about our president of the United States. It just doesn't fit when I think about it. Last note. I'm not a Craigslist person. I've never been to the Craigslist personals. I know this has been a major search for people. Craigslist is now shutting down its personal section. There are no more... 
hookups on Craigslist, or there, it's going to help. A lot of sex trafficking has been done as a result of that. A lot of other issues. Good for Craigslist. Shut it down. Take it out. Get rid of the shite. Yeah, agreed. Now, K- Toys R Us is definitely closing down. I'm sorry to say, the Toys R Us founder, when the company got all this news about liquidation, actually passed away last week. <gasps> Yeah, oh God knows this trust God. might have been too much. They filed for bankruptcy. Now they're expected to close all of their 735 stores. KB Toys will now be the main toy store to go to or outlet. And the own, the founder of Toys R Us passed away as I don't want to say as a result, but during this whole process, which I'm sure the well, stress was okay. a lot for him to handle. All right, Sammy, I got to run. Yeah. TJ's got to run. You got to run. Anything you want to tell us, Sammy? Uh, follow me in various places like The Single Life on Twitter. Sam's Pajama Party on Instagram and the real Sam Phillips on Facebook. And that's it. Fantastic. TJ, you? Uh, I'm at TJ DeSantis. You can also check out the Invicta Fighting Championship card that took place last Saturday night. It's uh, on UFC Fight Pass, so go do that. And uh, yeah, that's it. Oh, wait, one more thing really quick, really quick. I'm so sorry. So the other night, uh, me and my friend Eric filmed our dear friend Esai Morales uh, doing some testimonials for Full Frontal with Samantha B on TBS. They're doing a huge um, special on Puerto Rico. The Great American Puerto Rico is what it's called. It's May 28th at 10 p.m. at TBS. And it's really important. It actually makes me cry. Puerto Rico, like... 20,000 people are still without running water and electricity. It is disgusting that we have turned our backs on our territory. Uh, I'm sure uh, everybody in Florida and Texas has fucking water and electricity at this point. What about fucking Puerto Rico? It is awful. So Samantha B is doing a huge expose on what's going on there. And please, you know, Please watch and please get involved and please spread the word. Like I said, there's a lot more important issues happening with all respect to Stormy Daniels than this Stormy Daniels uh, situation that needs attention. So there's an example of one right there. But this is the life in which we lead. And with that being said, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Sammy, it's always a pleasure. Thank uh, you. A unique pleasure at many times <laughs> to up. have you on the show. <laughs> TJ, love you, brother. We'll talk next week. We'll be back with a special guest next week. Everybody, thank you again for all your recordings and your video requests coming into BruceBuffer.com. Got a batch done last week. Um, having tons of fun. Just keep them rolling in. Birthdays, weddings, championship introductions. Go to BruceBuffer.com and uh, send us your emails, and we'll get it taken care of for you. Uh, with that being said, everybody out there, have a great week. Treat everybody around you with respect. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Be a role model to your sphere of influence. Set your goals. Write them down. Pick your path in life and be the best you can be on that path because it's all about winning, and that's what we're about on It's Time Radio. So with that said, big things happening. I'm heading off to play the Mega Millions Tournament Day 2. At, uh, yeah, at the Bicycle Casino. I made the second day. That's what I'm running off to. First prize oh is going to be. Oh, my God. Go get them. Yeah, I started off with 25,000 chips. I got 177,000 going into day two. I think about 2,000 people have entered, and we're down to around 200 people competing for first prize, which would be in the area of three, $400,000. So I'm going after it. Wish me luck. I'll give you a report on it next week on This Time Radio. Everybody enjoy yourselves. I'm going to go to war on the Greenfelt Battlefield of Champions. See you next week. Buffer out. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to DeSantisProd at gmail.com.
Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Touch-free QR code payments. No seller fees until 2021. Not applicable to PayPal here transactions. Other fees may apply. Shop safe with PayPal.